There you go. Right, we're going. Boom. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of Black and White Radio, episode number two. Uh, I'm joined with Liam and Haytham. Hello. Good evening. afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> good, good, good evening. Good evening. Uh, I uh, Friday night. It is Friday night, drinking again. <laughs> That's all we've been doing during lockdown. I'm on the water tonight. Like, just, just all right, you can't handle it. I took it nice and easy this week. Um, I was going to start initially first with the Tottenham recap. Okay. Um, for me overall, it was, <sighs> it was a bit 50-50. We did things well, and then obviously we fucked everything up as, as normal. Uh, Murphy was good, in my opinion, for that match. Joe Linton, again, was decent, but then <laughs> completely counter <laughs> counteracted everything, just fucked everything up again. Missing shots and shit like that. Dwight as well. Should have scored fucking both of them chances. I don't know, I don't know what they do in training, like, but like, how the fuck the two, like, Joe Linton scored, I fair enough. The second chance, how he missed it, I don't know. And how Dwight Gale missed it, like, what, what's going on in, in fucking training? Like, just hit the targets. Like, all you have to do in that situation is hit the keep, aim it towards the fucking keeper, and it'll go in. Like, you can't, and we can't afford them not to go in. We, sh- I'm sorry, like, but I, I did see the that result as positive, in my opinion. Not to go one all up and then um, concede that goal straight away. <laughs> Luckily, I'm muted my mic. I'm getting shouted at for no reason. Anyway, rude interruptions aside, like I, I can't abide going one all up in the manner we did, looking quite good, and then being two one down for what, like ten minutes. It's it wasn't crazy. even that. Well, it was like it's pathetic six. to be honest. Like, it, and and the draw does absolutely nothing because well, the Fulham game's on now. Fulham win this game, we drop it in the bottom three. So, what does that two-two draw do for absolutely nothing? In my opinion, anyway, I I just saw it as, I mean, just what a waste of a, another good performance. It's like it's the Palace game all over again. We start the game yeah. now, we have a, a good grasp of chances, and then we throw it away in ten in less than ten minutes. What's the point? And and I'm 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 expecting a carbon copy on Sunday. I really am. Like, I know you don't want to do the preview of Sunday yet, but I'm I'm fully expecting to come out the blocks quite well, play decent, and watch them throw it all away within a five to ten minute period. Like, defending needs to be sorted out. Um, what what Kraft was doing for that? What was it? Was it Kraft for the, the first, first goal? goal? Aye, he should he, just cleared it. I could have just belted it out for a corner, and he's just rolled it Harry Kane. Um, yeah, I th- I think the result against Spurs. I think you've got to. I think depending on what result we get on Sunday will dictate whether it's a good point or not. Um, because if, when you think of two games, Spurs and Burnley, you'd expect at least three points. Obviously, we can't get three points from now, but if we've got four points, mm. um, you'd probably say it was a decent return. Um, but, um, yeah, like I said, the, the run of fixtures after after Burnley is pretty horrific. So if we don't get anything against Burnley, it's looking pretty bleak and the point doesn't really make much difference. Do you think that Spurs were a beatable team, though? Because I do. I, they were there for the taking. For the so first how many, half. How, right? how many teams have been there for the taking? And it's, it's, it's mm. almost the only time when it looks like we play well is when other teams are terrible. I think we said this last time. Villa was, was shit. West Brom was shit. Wolves was shit. Everton? When we beat I mean, Everton, they, Brighton, were they were diabolical in that game. Like, they were awful. 
Um, I was going to say Brighton, but decent, but uh, I think it's just because how bad we played. I think it's. <laughs> I think that's the worrying thing, though, with with Fulham is that like even when they get beat, the the look capable of doing something. Whereas when we get beat, like that Brighton game was absolutely shocking. And I, who was it? Was it Luke Edwards went on Twitter and said that we played well apart from the Brighton game? And I was like, I don't know what <laughs> games you've been watching because that West Brom game was about as disappointing of a game as I've ever seen. Like it was. I give him the first half of Man United. That was that was we played decent. And obviously, we fucked everything up from there as well. Uh, so, uh, I mean, other than that. It doesn't matter as any day if you're not taking your chances. But exactly, I think it's, it's irrelevant. It's, well, it's not just that; it's no good creating chances and scoring a goal and then immediately pissing the lead away. Like, and and at some point, I know the players are to to blame, quote unquote. But at some point, like they've got, it's got to come from the way you set up because we're not, we don't look confident in holding a lead. Like, and it, it's got to be coming from somewhere. And and this is a group of players who are more than capable of of grinding out results as well let's not forget like the core of this team can grind out results they've been there for long enough they know what the league's about they know they know how to get through games 1-0 and then just don't seem at the minute it looks like an entirely different squad of, of players who look terrified if I'm being honest they look scared um, and that crap but you've had Fraser in the lineup, or, or with obviously with how well he did in the, in the national break well, I say well, but he scored two. Was it two? I think. He but scored. is he going to play in position? Because what's the point in playing them up front? I, I, I just... <coughs> He's injured for Sunday. Fraser's injured. I, I, I did see, but is Wilson back? <clears throat> he's fifty-fifty. Apparently, he's trained. Says so. Say I think it's, he's going to have to fucking risk him. Like this is going to be the most winnable game we're going to have for a while. So get his ass the, in there. The, the worry is though, we, we played well against Spurs with five at the back do you think you'll stick with five at the back Definitely. against Burnley 100% can't see him change you know what he's like uh, that, that's that's the worry isn't it um, playing five at the back against Burnley it's going to be a, a ball draw or it's going to be a 1-0 loss or something like that isn't it because when you obviously you play five at the back um, you, you, you compromise some of your attacking threats so. I will say <clears throat> and I've given him shit in the past Matt Ritchie at left wing back <laughs> Is probably the best option we've got at the minute in terms of if we're going to play a back five, I'm a hell of a lot more comfortable if Richie's in the team, and if Dummett's in oh, centre back. Dummett for a, as a full back for me is too slow. As a centre back, I think he looks, re- especially in a three, I think he looks really good. Um, I think he's a the cells is out for the season. Uh, pressure, looks like, he's out for the season, is he? Uh, that was today. Well, Fletcher it's not foot. confirmed, but I think it's looking likely. Well, Shit. Aye, so in terms of preview and Sunday, I'm expecting, as you say, Liam, a back five with the drabbest attacking sort of intent you could possibly imagine because in Bruce's mind, well, it'll be largely dictated by what happens in the next 30, 40 minutes of this game, I suppose. Because if Fulham get beat or draw, he's not going to play to win that game. If, no. if we drop into the bottom three, I still think he might just play for a point. Like, I, I'd... I think on paper we've got a game in hand, but it's like Liverpool by the time it rolls around. Is that right? No. But he'll see that we've got a game in hand and that a point would take us out. And in his backwards dinosaur brain, he'll think, I, you know what it is, point will do me and we'll, we'll set up shop for a, a nice nil nil. I mean, I know the record, isn't great, the last game. record isn't great anyway. But what's our record with five at the back? I think we've won about two and 30 or something like that with five at the back. I believe we've played well. Do you know what I mean? So it's all right. Crystal played well, whatever that means. I point. think the last time I played five at the back before the weekend was it might have been Sheffield United. 
well, that went great as well, didn't it? That was uh, that was. Bear in mind, this is Joe Linton in now for fucking the rest of the season. He's undroppable now. He scored I, two and twenty. So I mean, if to be fair, right, he scored, and I kind of, and it was it was a well taken goal. He was in the right position for once in his life. So I'm not I'm not gonna give him any any shit for Sunday. I thought, no, no, I thought right. he was quite good. He missed he missed another he, decent like, he missed a really, a really good, good chance. chance but you know, so did Gale and, and so does Gale and, and Gale for me offers a lot more in terms of he's often in the right place. But he's he's gonna persist with Joe Linton and there's not we can do about it. He it's there's something going on at that club where Joe Linton has to play, and I don't know what it is. I kind of kind of put my finger on it, but it's coming. From if the, he's going to play, he might, he might as well just play where he played. Yeah, you think it's just like behind a striker, or whatever it is, yeah. false ten, whatever the fuck he calls what, it. Uh, false um, nine, ten, sixteen, whatever the fuck. He's, he's a player. I think I, I don't know why there's this kind of impression that Joe Linton's a good wide player. It's, I tell it's you why it is. Because he did that one break against West Brom. Where he chested the ball yeah. down and took it past their fullback, and he then that's when he played Hoffenheim. Yeah. Yeah. Played him out wide, so. Oh no, go no, here we go. Put a wank fest over a German manager when I know the boat. Right, so predictions then for Sunday. What are we thinking? I'm going to say one-one. I, th- I think if if Fulham don't win, I think it'll be West Brom version two, just be nil-nil. Okay, I think two-one to Burnley. I think we'll get a point. I think we'll get. A, I think we'll score first in the first half, and I think we'll come out second half and immediately concede. That's my prediction for that game. Um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd like us to win. I mean, I, I, I don't want us to lose games, but I just at the minute the way we're playing and haven't watched every game since you know the turn of the year, we're not good. Like, you, you don't want to be a rocket scientist, rocket scientist to know what to do against Newcastle. I mean, I don't understand the logic of Spurs like being so like passive and just like not pressing the ball whatsoever because that's the, the way you don't... If you press Newcastle, we haven't got the players who can yeah. pass around and we can't... We've got no, got no, lot, no outlet either, so yeah. Yeah, so if you press Newcastle, the chances are you win the ball back straight away. But for some reason, Spurs didn't do that. And well, the, the, that's... It's, that's what I mean. No, that's what frustrated me the most is that that team was... <clears throat> The way they were set up and the way they set up under under Jose at the minute, to me, the beatable on any given day. I know they've got unreal quality, but Son wasn't wasn't starting either. So there's one of your your major creative players gone, and we went. Well, about they brought the one at halftime, didn't they? Do, do you know what it is? We went about the game quite well, but the frustrating thing is, we even when we got in front, we didn't hang on to it. Like, and that was yeah. like. What People say Spurs had an off day and we played well, but we're still five minutes away from getting beat. Exactly. Um, I mean. So, a clear off the line from Almiron. Uh, that was fucking crucial. Joe Willick, I was I was impressed. I was impressed when he came on. I thought he was if he could he's so inconsistent, but if he could do what he did when he played his first game, and if he can do what he did on Sunday when he came on and just be busy and get in the box and cause trouble, it opens up the spaces. But we don't afford him enough opportunity because we don't get part forward. Of the problem when, when we're playing that split striker formation Joe, Joe Willock plays like right mid sort yeah. of so he's like the right sided centre mid so it's like so he's not really playing in position but maybe I, I don't know where he played when well, he came on so thing is, if you not noticed that this not playing in position thing is like a symptom of Steve Bruce like how many players are playing in their actual position he played Jeff Hendrick right midfield for about <laughs> eight games at the start of the season he's the slowest player I think I've ever seen apart from John Joe Shelby like 
what is the just play players in the positions? I don't know why he's got like this this thing about people filling in where they can't play. Like Jacob Murphy. Well, he's having a nice dessert tonight watching oh, the, the full game. What do you reckon he's actually eating right now? Because you'd be scrunning now. It's well, he had apple. What was it? Apple pie and custard. So he had his like um, Sunday dinner, didn't he? Like a proper Sunday roast. Yeah, some, but his good his good woman made his by the way. Woman. Uh, I mean, his good, his good Just a bit of like borderline chauvinism with saying his woman belongs in the kitchen making the I reckon like a nice Victoria sponge Ooh. with warm custard as well. I think he's had a takeaway of the night, like I think it's been, like, are, a, a garlic like a nice special. Chinese or something. No, no, a garlic bread special. Which I've just got visions of him like shoveling Doritos <laughs> down his neck like the dregs of a Doritos bag. No, I reckon, he, I reckon he's Pringles, well. like a tube of Pringles, and he just like taps the bottom to get the next uh-huh. one down. He's probably a whiskey man, actually. I think at this point he's trying to be funny in his interviews, but like nobody's up for your joke, Steve. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're not really your mate. Like it's 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 gone a bit beyond that. It, like Sean one of Dyson, fans allowed back, actually. Um, it's for the Fulham game in it, and it's away that one. I think he's gonna. Oh, he's so lucky. He is so. No, fucking no, the, 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 they're on about moving the the second last game to after May the seventeenth, so that. Every team gets at least like one game, game, so yeah. So the Sheffield United game would be the game. But you just know it's going to be the people <clears> in the ground. It's it's not going to be anywhere near what it will be like. Could you imagine? I if- think. I mean, part of us thinks it'll be decided by then anyway. Yeah. Whether Fulham completely capitulate or whether the, the pick up form or what. Part of us thinks it'll be virtually decided by then. Fulham are weird though. They play so well. They managed to fuck it up. Well, the, po- the problem is, and they've got the sort of problem that we suffer from a lot, is that obviously we have Wilson, but when we don't, as we can see, like we don't have anyone capable of putting away that one chance. Like we had, we had arguably two really good chances to to score another goal on Sunday, and both of them were squandered. So I think they've got the same issue. Like you know, I was going to say, Madja, has he scored since he scored on his debut? I don't think he has. Mitrovic. Mm. Well, they missed a sit at first half. Nah. Loftus cheek with a header. Jack Dover Reed as well. Like the, the the good technical footballers, but they're not finishers, are they? Like they're not they're not going to get you twenty goals a season, like or even ten. Mitrovic will struggle to get ten in the league, in, in my opinion. Like, <coughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's a weird one. Fulham, Fulham are weird. Like you say, like they're just the good, but can they get the results? I, I don't know. Obviously, I hope not. But that last game of the season, I mean, do we we play Sheffield United before that as well? I'm sure our last two games are Sheffield United and Fulham, and it they could be down by then. Aye. Thing is, the thing is, then the pressure's on us. It's not like it would be an easy game. In fact, it would probably be the opposite. Do you know what it is? In many ways, like we've had a chance to get ourselves out with this. It might, like, as far as I see it, like they look at the running games we had when we played like West Brom, Wolves, and Villa. Like, we've had a good run, really, and we've not... It's annoying, though, because if we just beat West Brom, right, and and Brighton, or drawn against Brighton, it would be in decent shape, and would be, I think, would be above Burnley, actually, or would be on... Yeah, that's a testament, a testament how bad the league is down the bottom. That it's um, true. That, yeah. that we've somehow, we've still somehow got our heads above water, despite winning... What less than ten percent of the last? There's seven game. teams in it, so six or seven. Hang right? on, six or seven. Six or seven. Sorry, Look, looking over the shoulder. I think it's the bingo card thing. There's six or seven teams looking over the shoulders. Right, yeah. uh, should we move on? 
no, go on, sorry. No, no, that's it. That's all I had to say. Like, uh, Liam's right. Like, we're lucky that there's so many shit teams in the league. Otherwise, we'd be dead and buried by this point, really. And I think he's 100% right in saying that. Right, yeah. So, we're going to switch to a more serious conversation. Yeah, we're going, right. We've had this conversation, obviously, between ourselves. I think uh, Across being, two being whole like, days, quite spicy. It's, um, it's spanned two days. It was fire in the WhatsApp the other morning, wasn't it? I've never seen. Right. I think. Hang on. When I check, I checked my phone when I was at work on my dinner, and there was sixty-eight unread messages. And I was like, <laughs> "There's been fucking hell on here." Like, right. So obviously, the Newcastle United Sports Trust have uh, expressed that they want to buy a stake in Newcastle. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I start this, I'm not alleging anything. Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay. Go on. My views are just my opinion, um, and, and yeah, take it for that. Um, so my initial sort of so since Newcastle, so since the Porter Trust has been up and running, I've always had my suspicions. I I don't know. It's for me, it's right. So it's just an accumulation of many things. So obviously they've been taking the money. I know they charge two pound per entry, and then it's like one. Was it one pound? Is it one pound a year? That's the membership. I'll pay a pound. It might it might be two pound now. I'm not sure. I think it's two pound for your first year, and then it's like a or so whatever. To be clear, though, just before you go on, they're asking for a direct debit donation or like contribution for the the campaign to buy the club, like a stake in the club. That's I, I believe separate to your your membership. Yeah, it's definitely separate. You don't have to be a member to to donate or anything like that. Right. So my initial thing was in the beginning, obviously, we were that sad. We were going through like the FCA <laughs> returns, uh, the audit returns and stuff like that. So for me personally, my initial thought was, so from that money from when the trust was first started up until now is where is that money being allocated and where has it gone exactly? Um, I'm obviously not a member of the trust. I think on the website, it states that members receive like an annually like an put in the email or something like that stating where the money's gone or it shows the breakdown of what's been spent blah 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 but anyway so that's sort of my main first point is so where has that money gone and why hasn't that money been transferred in to this new sort of what is it 1862 or whatever 1892 pledge yeah so so that's that's my first thing is like so where's that money now because I think we were looking for the first return anyway I think they were averaging like fucking 20, 20K a year or something. And the very last one that they posted, I think the overturn was like 37,000 37, that they made. So like where is that where is that money being allocated and how is it being used is sort of my first thing. And not only that, they attempted to buy the club in 2009. Again, I don't know the specifics of that. I don't know whether they donated the money because they, I'm guessing they obviously um, raised money for that. So... Where, where where was that money gone? And so it, it just seems like now it's like it's it's not plausible to believe that we're going to raise three million pounds. And not only that, I think Sky reported that um, we're looking to get the stake until after Ashley's left. So you would imagine that the club would then increase in price. Therefore, we're always going to be chasing this amount. So, well, and it's not only that as well. It's they have the complete right to deny them. <laughs> don't laugh, Liam. <laughs> they have the right to deny them from buying the stake in the club anyway. 
Why so, would you want a bunch of pesky fans to to stop to like meddle yeah. into your shit? So I had a look at that because I was quite I, I was that was the bit I was really interested in. Like with the, the the previous accounts and stuff, I was like, I'm not going to sit and sift through the FCA annual filings and and all that. So just to be honest, really couldn't be asked. So I had a look, and I had a look at how it worked the last time the club was taken over. So so basically, the last time it worked, Ashley bought out um, Sir John Hall. It bought out his stake, but that was after the club was publicly floated, as in put on the London Stock Exchange. So the, all of the shares essentially became available. But when he bought out John Hall, he, ha- he had an obligation to basically offer for the rest of the stock because of the size of the stake that he bought in the club. Freddie Shepard said he wasn't going to sell, but it ultimately had no choice really because um, he only owned a minority stake. Um, but then when he once Shepard was bought out, there was public the public and members of the public and pretty much anyone who wanted to owned a stake of the club, but because Ashley had bought so much of it, he had a control and interest, so he could just basically buy whatever he liked. Um and he got to the certain point where he, I think it's ninety percent where he owned enough of the club to take it off of the market essentially, so it's no longer a publicly traded company anymore. It was a it's a private business. And that's so Mash Holdings, which is Ashley's like holding company, which he has all of his stocks tied in across like, you know, he owns fucking Debenhams and like probably owns a stake in like fucking, I don't know, Quick Fit and all sorts of bollocks. You know, he's like, um, but they're all held in Mash Holdings and that owns a hundred percent of the club. Like every single, there's no shares, there's no like um, stakeholders or anything like that. Well, he, owns, now. he owns a hundred percent of this club. So I, I was a little bit intrigued as to how it would work, but then it, people are pointing out on Twitter that it's for when the club gets taken over, which is fine, but I still don't understand how structurally that'll work um, in terms of the price because I'm still I'm still listening. I'm just going downstairs for a bottle. <laughs> I'm still <at> <laughs> wireless headphones. Is. Yeah, I, d- I don't know how it works for the price. To be totally honest, I think it's it's valid to have a concern. My main thing with the trust is that. They're saying they're going to do this. That you know that that the point is to try and raise the money to buy a stake in the club and have a have a seat, you know, at the table, as it were. Which, I, to be honest, don't think is a bad thing because for years and years, Newcastle fans have squabbled around and we should do this, we should do that, we should do this. If if they've got a seat at the table, they at least have access to like what's going on at the club at a financial level. And there's no way they can be kept in the dark with things that go on. Legally, anyway, they can't legally be kept in the dark with things that go on with, like, for example, like the Strawberry Play stuff that Ashley's been doing or any of the debt that the club's in because of him, any loans that are taken out, like, they'd have to be disclosed to, like, a fan ownership trust. They have to be, otherwise they'd be breaking the law. But Don't get me wrong, like, in theory, the whole idea sounds amazing, so, but yeah, it's not realistic at the end of the day. And it's... I don't think it is, personally, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily... I definitely don't think it's a scam, and I do think that the, that the money will end up going to charity if it doesn't go to buying the club, and I, and I don't think that's a bad thing, and I don't I also don't think it's a bad thing that there's it's a democratically run organisation, and that it's sort of collective action from Newcastle fans, which to be honest, in my lifetime I've never really seen anything on this level of like you know what fuck this guy like we've had enough. I've seen that, but it's always been from like one group, like who have like twenty people. Poxy little walkouts and boycotts, uh, and th- this is about as as 
mobilised as the fan base is going to get, in my opinion, anyway. I, and I think the more people who get behind it, the better. And, and whether it ends up with the stake of the club or not, I think it 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 will provide a legitimate challenge that people the the profile it's on now, I don't think can be ignored. Like you've got like Shearer and Warren Barton, and and you know they're getting involved, and look like Corkin as well. Like the guy carries some weight in the even in the journalist like world. I, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Do I think it will be successful in buying a stake of the club? Nah. I, I don't unless the takeover goes through. Yeah, great, but I'm not hold, I'm not you know holding out any hope for that at the minute because that's as far as I can tell. If it's going to happen, it's going to be in a few years' time, from what I can see. I don't know, Liam. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I was waiting so, for me time to, to jump in. Um, so I, I'm a member of the trust. I was I was a member of the trust since August last year when the takeover fell through and kind of there was this kind of notion to kind of get fans together to lobby the Premier League to to see why why it didn't go through. But anyway, yeah, so when I heard the, the news that it was going to be, I remember watching the, that video that they, they released and I heard that it was going to be donating to buy, try and buy the club or try and buy a stake in the club. And I, I kind of took a big sign. I was like, oh, I just, I just did, I really didn't want it to be that. I wanted to be, I don't know what I wanted to be, I just didn't want it to be that because especially with the timing with Rio Ferdinand's comments last week, it just, it just, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with us. And I still, I'm not 100% fully behind the idea, but I haven't done, well, I say research, I've kind of watched quite a few Q&As that have been released on YouTube in the past day or two. Um, and I, I can totally see the logic, uh, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, I I was like you when when you were talking about how unrealistic it seems, but I learned yesterday that Hart in Scotland. Um, so in 2014, their, their club was basically on the brink, and the fans came together. Did exactly this is where the inspiration came from. Um, so this is a club with 15,000 season ticket holders. I don't know how how big the stadium is. Maybe 20, 25,000. Nowhere near the biggest club in Scotland. Right. And since 2014, right. the, those fans in this similar kind of pledge scheme, so kind of direct debits, put what you can afford in, when you can afford it. Uh, they've raised £12 million in six or seven years. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at a club that's, I mean, it's not unfair to say that it's on a, a much grander scale, much bigger fan base. It's looking to raise £3 million. There's no real time limit on it. Um, obviously, they've specified that not only is it to, to potentially buy a 1% stake in the club, um, it's also almost like a life insurance policy to if the club did suffer the same fate as Sunderland, which, I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, especially if Ashley's planning on keeping Bruce in charge. Funnily enough, um, I've got exactly that written down. So I had a little look, and you'll know, so one of the examples I found when I had a look was the, was the Portsmouth one, when basically... They were in administration, um, and the only plausible and preferred buyer was a group of fans that basically did the biggest whip round they could have possibly done. Um, they've sold it now. I mean, the fans don't own the club, but I think it was four years. It was run by this like consortium of local businessmen and you know members of the public who owned a stake in it. Um, I do really like that insurance policy. I think that's a really good idea, especially when you look at who's running the fucking club because he's a clown, really. Like he's not bothered. If this business, if, if Newcastle United Football Club Limited, fucking whatever his name is in, in terms of HMRC, if it went bust, like he, he, he would recover 
it's it's not his like lifeline to wealth at all. You could imagine you could imagine actually if you got in a league one, um, and it's started really really hitting his finances hard. He can just wash his hands with it. And the thing is, I mean, it's been said a lot on on podcasts in the past couple of days. People who buy lower league clubs that are in financial trouble and they're not really in it for the interests of the club long term. They're in it for get it promoted, like like Sunderland's owners, Donald owners. Uh, it's getting promoted, sell them for a quick profit. Whereas, yeah, three million pounds, it's not much in the scheme of a Premier League club. But if you're in League One or if you're in the lower end of the Championship, it's you could maybe I don't know ten percent stake. Yeah, um, and like Hattie said a couple of minutes ago about having it just. It's not about having power to make decisions. It's just knowing what's going on, the transparency of it. Um, and no, like, I completely understand all that, right? But my main issue, like, I, I could be wrong with this because obviously I'm not a member, so I don't receive any of the updates. I don't think you paid attention, Liam, but it's just the transparency of, of the trust, which I'm sort of questioning because I think I made, I made a, a comment before because I've seen on um, Twitter that the treasurer was actually found guilty of stealing money from charities. Um, and I think Liam laughed at me because he called me a conspiracist saying, you know, why would anyone risk a career for 50K? Um, and, and this man did. He, he stole 52,000 pounds in total from charities. And not only that, the, the one thing, all right, fair enough, it could be one rogue guy, but why didn't the trust make all of their members aware that this was going on? Because I personally think that it probably would have harmed their reputation, and so they've kept it quiet. When did when did it happen? Was it? I mean, when did he get convicted? Uh, mm, yeah. Hold on. Uh, so, hold on. About the thing here. Um, What's his name? I believe again? it was two. So, from 2012 to 2017, he was what? guilty on two accounts of fraud. Well, I believe people, I mean, he was in charge of. He was a treasurer during those periods, or at least. Up until I don't know if it was 2017, but um, he he stole a total it, of 52, 000, 50, sorry, 53,000 pounds. That was the, that was the benefit himself and himself only. And he's yeah, well, the part it, of the trust now, clearly. No, but obviously not. You wouldn't want to have him as a trust. But so so why didn't the trust make it up, like known to its members? Like, look, this is a situation we had. We had a, a rogue individual that came in. Um, he, like I said, I don't have proof that he stole money from the trust, but they could have made the members at least aware of, of the situation and what they was might, happening. They might have done for all I know. I don't know. Like I said, exactly. You could be right. They, they, they could have made him aware, but I'm, I'm as far as I know, they haven't. And from the people on Twitter as well that I've been reading anyway, they, they haven't been made aware. It's just, it's just things like that. It's a, it's a bit sketchy. Like you need part, transparency part, with these things. Part of the reason the trust was reload. Well, the, Basically, from speaking to the guy who relaunched the trust, Alex Hurst, who was a really, really good speaker on Newcastle, someone who I actually respect quite a lot within the fan base. And um, the reason he kind of relaunched the trust was to give this exact project some kind of credit credibility. Because I mean, us three could say, right, let's 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 get all Newcastle fans together to to, to donate three million pounds to buy a stake in the club. Oh, but it's got no credibility. They've spent, I will, it's it's. They said it's three years in the meeting, but it's really two years in the meeting because he said, I was just watching a podcast before, and he said that um, basically the pandemic and the, the takeover last year kind of put things on hold. He said, ideally, it could have been launched this time last year, but it didn't make any sense at the time. But So two years in the making, kind of getting the likes of Colton, 
um, the Chronicle, kind of other journalists. That can be done with people. But you can't build a trust in a few um, months. I'm going to go out a credible organisation within a few months. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, and I said it at the time, I, I don't think someone like George Colgan would put his name to something Definitely he, hasn't, not. he hasn't researched and isn't confident in it being legitimate. Just to reiterate, I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I am just stating this, that it some things for me personally don't really, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. Like, I don't like, like, I think you kept, like reiterating the fact that it's only a, it's only a quid, but like at the end of the day, when you're when you're when it's including like tens of thousands of people, that money adds up. So your, like where has that initial trust. money? Huh? Your issues with the trust, not not the pledge scheme, because they're two separate things. But no, but all the money from the pledge goes into the trust bank bank account, which is which is guarded by the likes of George Colton. And that's um, my other thing. So how, how like were these guardians? appointed by the members of the trust or were they just simply just, oh, we'll just put and give it to MP George. It was Parker. appointed by the board and the board were appointed by members of the trust. I think that, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think the, the guardians would necessarily, the, the whole point of the guardians thing, as far as I can tell, is that you, you're giving people, people are putting the name behind it. So it wouldn't really make sense to have, you know, a Dean from fucking Gated. No, but surely, surely you can get like someone in, like independent solicitors to overlook this thing. Because we're talking money, though. <laughs> I know, but but but, 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 exactly, but we're talking about three million pounds here. It's not like chump change, and not only that, they're making sort of average twenty yeah, k a year. Hang so on a minute. They can afford it. Hang on a minute. They're already regulated by the FCA, right? Like, it would we, I, I wouldn't say that on top of that you need an independent solicitor to, to oversee what they'll have to do legally, uh, as far as I know. Is the, if if that it's income over ninety thousand pounds, so their books are going to have to be audited anyway. There's no way. There's no way they're going to be able to take in three million pounds in even donations or, or funding without someone somewhere in the government or a regulatory body having a look at their books. It's just not. It's not legally possible. There's there's no way. I'm, I'm and I'm I'm fairly confident on saying that on record that I don't think they'll get away with taking in that amount of money without someone going. Hang on a minute. You got how much, right? I want to see every single fucking receipt for every single direct debit you've ever pulled in here, or something close to that. Like they might do a dip check of, right? I want to see ten percent of the fucking receipts or whatever. I, I just don't see it get as as far as I'm aware. That's not how it works. I, might I would just want to see more transparency from them. Um, and like I said, I don't know if, if it is the case or not. But I think on their website it does state that they send members sort of annual audits of. Uh, their spendings and and whatnot, but um, if if they don't, they should be doing because, like I, I said, right there is a lot of money there that they've made so far. Yeah, and uh, no, I, and you, you have to question where it's come from. I think, but where like, it's going, sorry. Any kind of, I don't, I don't think you should just hand over. Someone says something online, I don't think you should just hand over your money to them. Absolutely not. But it comes back to what I said the other day as well. At the end of the day, the people they're asking money for money for are grown adults with access to their own bank account and their own decisions to make. And I, and I think if you want to choose to donate to this cause and you believe in it and you've done a bit of research on who's involved and what safeguards are in place, if you're not happy with that, if you don't like what the system is, you, you're not obliged to give the money. Like, it doesn't make you less of a Newcastle fan because you don't want to donate to this cause. You don't believe in it. Why would you give the money? But if you do, I, I, from what I've seen, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And, I, and I, even if they don't achieve what they set out to achieve, I don't see it as, as long as it's benefiting the Northeast. I don't see it as a bad thing. I really don't. 
Um, the only issue is that they should have done this 10 years ago. Yeah, but should have, would have, could have, man. You kind of... Well, they tried, didn't they? Too, too, they, tried, they tried to do it, but... You get not, the feeling it, last it, time it round. Wasn't it, this kind of, yeah. it wasn't this kind of scheme. Yeah. Was it Was it 2000? I think it was when uh, Shearer was a caretaker and got sent down. I think it was... I, I don't I think it was that year. And then they wanted to buy the club. Basically, well, that think, kind of schemes. That kind of schemes. What you you want to this? Basically, that kind of scheme is what this kind of scheme kind of puts in the provision into a void. So, say for example, like Wigan or Portsmouth, however, fans are obliged to spend five hundred pound each, a thousand pound each. But this is this is to build up that kind of nest where if if we do need to to actually bail a club out or offer some kind of assistance, what we, we can do. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I get so, that. That's it's just like I say, it's just it's just whatever you can afford. It's not kind of any ten pound a month, fifty pound a month, anything like that. It's literally just you, it, the minimum donation is a pound. Um, it can be a one-off, it can be monthly. But I think I think the key thing is it's all well and good having a good start. So I think up to now, I think they've raised thirty-five grand in less than forty-eight hours, which is insane. So it is now. I, I, that's well, right. It was like yeah, the like, web the website the websites um doesn't because basically because it's a direct debit system it. it Banks obviously take a certain amount of time to, to authorize kind of direct debits. It can take a few days, but yeah, it's a, it's a 35 grand at the minute, according to obviously according to people involved, um, which is good. But I think the key is keeping the keeping the momentum going for weeks and months ahead because so it's just, it's, just to it's come different. back quickly because I'm just I'm just having a thought, yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, keep the momentum, but. I'll, I'll put it the other way, is that do you really think someone like, like George Cogan or any MPs would put the name to it with the thought, because could you imagine, could you imagine, right, so let's say we raise the three million and it goes missing into fucking Barbados or wherever it goes, could you seriously imagine the amount of shit he would get every time he went on Twitter, I'd be like, well where's the money George, or what about all that money that you stole from this, it's, I just it's beyond, it's beyond ridiculous to suggest that people with that kind of credibility would, would even contemplate putting the name to something I, like that. I don't doubt that there's some some dodgy fuckers out there who would probably are like trying to get involved with it on some level. But the fact that the the board is elected, I don't. I'm hoping that through the thirteen thousand members, it's probably up from that now. That you know you don't get. They seem to think it is now. So I, I, I'm I'm not as cynical as I normally am, mainly because I <laughs> I don't see there to be a way for someone to hijack it at the minute. Um, they spent two, three years doing all the research, all the focus groups with fans, getting the likes of the Chronicle and whoever else on board. It just, it, it just feels different. I mean, and I, I admit, when I first heard about it, I was pretty skeptical. But having learned a bit more about it, and um, I'd probably donate to it. To be honest, I haven't yet, but I, I wouldn't really yeah, doing it in the future. I'm just a skeptical person by nature. Like I said, there was like things with me, like red flags. I initially didn't even. When they first came out, I was a bit skeptical anyway. So it's just the fact, like, that makes you all, I, all I would need it, to know like... is, like, where that money that they've accumulated so far, why hasn't that been introduced introduced into the fund now? Because according to their audits as well, they have surplus uh, income, so surely that should be put into the fund. That's you a question. You don't want a day-to-day running yeah, I was, was going to say... That I mean, come on. It's It's... They're not even that. They're not even that active. I think the last post that they had on was like Christmas or something, like a fucking Christmas, fucking bullshit 
online thing that they were playing or something. What, wouldn't it. it make them? Wouldn't it make them look better if they put that money in? Though, like it's they, they don't benefit by not putting it in. Um, what they're going to do? Spread it between them and have a, have a nice I, night out. Or yeah, something, I mean, like. you've, you've got to remember, like it's not a great deal of money. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know where it is because I don't. I haven't, like I say, I, I really couldn't be asked to go and dig through the returns. The return for the year just gone <laughs> isn't out yet, as far as I know. Couldn't find it. And I didn't really have. Surely, the if they added twenty grand to the pot, it would improve. It would make them look better. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it, but I, I get why people would be skeptical. I think the reaction to it has been either really good or really toxic. And I, I think, think it's like fifty-fifty right now. I think yeah. a lot of people are very, they're skeptical, and you have it's like it's, it literally it's literally black and white. Like yeah. you have people that are gun ho for it. And you have people that are like, ah, oh, you you fucking full of shit here. Like, it's, mm. I think they expected that though. I mean, you, you're never going to be. You can't lose all of the people money. all of the time, can you? It was just, it was just the build up. Like, like they were, this is three years in the making. Fucking blah blah I, blah. I, and I, then all of a sudden, donate. It's like bullshit. Come on, man. You I mean, agree <laughs> with you. I, I thought at the time it was built up a lot for what it was, but now when you think about it, it there's a reason for that. Look at all the, the noise it's generated. Look at how much money they've raised. It's. It, I, you can understand why they would do that, but at the time, I agree. I was in the same boat when I when I first heard about it. I was, I was just a bit. Oh, it's this is this is deflating. But like you're saying, the more I've learned about it, and the more I've learned about what's actually gone into it and who they've got on board, it's. it's just, I don't think I know, there's a lose. You, I know you probably I know. don't know, but my stepdad actually mentioned the horse thing today as well. So from that 14 mil, surely they would have like been able to buy like a, a decent stake within that they're buying um, the club they're buying the club they, so was that the price of the club well i don't know exactly but control and stakes like all you need though isn't it so you only need 51 percent. i think i think it's in may the transaction is going ahead and that they're actually taking control but obviously that fan ownership doesn't mean like i'm making the decision you'd obviously appoint like proper yeah. people to make the decision yeah so it's just it it's just it, even having one percent. You just, I think Newcastle fans will take one percent because they don't want to. They don't want to decide who, which striker we sign up, which manager we appoint. We just want to know what's going on and the justifi- justification behind what's going on. More, uh, more, more to the point, that, where, where the money goes because the club itself, as a, a money making like business, the money just seems to be. I'm not saying they've re- reported the accounts falsely, but. Between all the holding companies Ashley's got, like it's a lot. It's very hard to track what's actually happening with the club's assets. He makes it difficult, to, and, he, and he'll he'll do it for I assume tax purposes. I mean, you don't get your office raided by HMRC if you're not at least looking a little bit suspicious. Like it, it doesn't happen. They don't spend a lot of money on on enforcement because they don't have a big budget for it. So if they turn up at your office and kicking your door down, chances are you've done something that looks really fucking ropey. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the proven liars are what proven liars in, in court, court when, Ke- when Keegan took them to court. And that's, so, that's over mean, something as like novel as like signing players in terms of the way they I mean, the that, that's one on. thing of many, though, isn't it? Like, you, I mean, like it's been said a few times on a few podcasts I've watched. I mean, would the renaming of St. James's part ever happen if, if fans were involved, if fans held 1%? Would, would, would ridiculous decisions like that ever be made? Of course, it wouldn't. It's just, I mean, we, we didn't really, we weren't consulted on it or anything. They haven't got an interest in consulting on Well, they do so, the fan forums, but they pretty much handpick who goes, I'm sure. Oh, God. It's just they're like, it's like, the, it's like the press conferences. They just they say, well, it's, it's just like a, the club is just a wall 
and and you you're from the outside looking in, and you always will be with the way Ashley runs it, like which is why this is a bit of a breath of fresh air. Because what the nice thing is is the the planning sort of for all outcomes, which I, I can't really I can't really put down. I, I, to be honest, I don't really see a downside. I, I mean, I can understand people. There's a few people saying, "Well, I want, if I'm donating ten pound a month for four years, I don't just want it to go to charity, especially." Like you say, like I'd rather have the refund, but I think they've, they've obviously discussed that option. But um, yeah, but that's that, that's the thing you take when you sign up. Like that's yeah, of course. You, you're going into this full well. Like if this bid for the one percent doesn't come off, that's where the money's going. And if you don't agree with that, don't give them any fucking money. Like it's as 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 far as I'm concerned, it's as cut and dry as if you don't agree with what they're doing, don't hand your money over. Don't hand your money over and complain about how it is because they've been with this specifically i know they've got the account and all this that and the other and this cunts in jail or whatever but specifically with this initiative they've been pretty clear with what the the goals are and if you don't agree mm-hmm. with them don't give them your money and if you do feel free to donate what you can when you can do you know what and, I mean? and those four guardians part of their job is to ensure that that money is only spent on either going to charity or going towards buying part of the club that's it it can't be spent on expenses or now yeah it's literally that's it that's that's well, like I say, I, I, I hope it, hope it works. But um, but I agree. I, when you were when you were talking yesterday about saying, oh, three million quid, that's that's ridiculous. But when you hear about the Hearts case study, it just makes it seem a oh, lot. We're talking about like six or seven years. I know yeah. it's, I know it's like a long term project. Well, they, they've made clear it'll be long term though. But it's like you said, it's just like a, a fund, just a if we need it. We we don't want to be down in League One like Sunderland were and getting taken over by some. Chancer with no money, and um, exactly. this this avoids that, and it's 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 a realistic possibility. But look, how many clubs have gone Leeds, Charlton, Portsmouth, Wigan, Sunderland? I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. Clubs that have just plummeted. What was Sunderland worth? Like thirty millions. Hull, Hull, Hull won FA Cup final a few years well, ago under Bruce. Didn't, didn't Sunderland end up with like twenty-seven million in the books that just went missing? When they got relegated from the championship, didn't didn't money just literally disappear into thin air? Wouldn't wouldn't surprise. Sure, in the documentary, the the loser they lose a bunch of money, and it's it's as Donald comes in, and you can just tell from minute one he hasn't got a fucking clue. Well, they bought the club basically on the gamble they'd get promoted. Well, they borrowed they money, and then it went. I but they borrowed money from the club to finance part of the deal. How the fuck that works, I don't. And know. you didn't have to pay it back. Well, it's just fucking, it's madness. Sitting That's proper, the type of shit we need to avoid. Like, Sitting proper person. Uh, pass the director's test. That's what, I, that's what I wanted to put you guys anyway. Um, no, I, I think you've got valid It's good to have different opinions, to be I fair. Think, but, I, uh, I think you've, you've raised some some points that, in a, lot, in a lot of a better way than some people on Twitter, because you just get, you know, fucking the random accounts that are completely anonymous calling it a pile of shit without really contributing anything. Whereas you you know you've done you've done your research you know why you think the way you think which I, I think is good. I don't necessarily so, think screaming at George Corkin on Twitter is really going to do much. So I'm done. Are you signing up with the trust then? I probably will. I'm I'm tempted. If we reach a million pounds, then maybe. Ah, so you want the glory right at the end? <laughs> but at least I can say I joined the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Very true. Leave I haven't seen them hitting a million in a, within a year, like to be honest. Oh, fuck off, me, man! We're on thirty-five k or something. Fucking, this is this is supposed to get the hype time. Like, 
you would imagine that would be at least 50,000 50, at least. Well, we'll see. Local businesses need to get, like, businessmen need to get involved. Like, people with some big money need to do some shit, really. And then that'll start, you know. People, once, once we're allowed, people will be doing, like, charity nights. Well, it's not really charity, but you know what I mean? Like, a fundraising night. And I don't know, maybe Shira could donate another shirt. That, that Shira fucking, he fucking set a wildfire with that shit, saying he backed it. And I was like, yeah, it is off. Fuck's sake. But again, I but, mean, that doesn't you're necessarily... Good, you're gutted that your argument uh, had a bit less credibility. I still don't think it does, to be fair. I, like I said, they, they do need more... Tra- they, I could be wrong, again. Could, could be completely wrong. They could actually update the members. I'm not a member, so I don't know. But they definitely 100% need more transparency uh, with what they're doing. I think at this point, if they're serious about it, they wouldn't dare not, especially with this actual pledge. Like the 1892 pledge, I think if if the series about getting money, they wouldn't dare leave anyone in the dark at any point because it wouldn't be worth it. Because people would just say, "Well, I haven't heard anything from you for eight months," and people would stop putting money in. I I, I think you you don't work on something for two or three years and then just like hide these things. This has all been thought through. It's all been that's the you just need to trust that it's going to happen. No, just the one thing that would shut me up completely, just put a fucking sock at me is. If they can just show where that money is being spent, then I'll be happy. Then that's 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 all I'm that's all I'm asking. Like, I, they might have done it already. Like I said, I'm not a member, so I don't get any of the emails. Don't get. And that's another thing as well. Actually, in fact, it's like a fucking it's like a secret inside club. Like you have to buy in to get this information. Surely with a trust, it's supposed to be for the community. It's not supposed to be a secret club where you pay in to get this information. It's supposed to be a community thing. What information have they given that they haven't given to everyone? No, well, the, well, like I said, I think they said uh, apparently the members get the annual audits and whatnot and stuff like that and what they've spent and bullshit that. That's well, not, surely, which, surely if you're not a member, you don't get access. That's, that. that's you're probably you're talking about finances, yeah. And it's the members they're accountable to. They're not ah. accountable to you because you're not putting any money in. I'm sure it trust. Well, well it's not I'm technically sure a trust. Though we looked this up if on the website, the down as a society. But regardless, I can. I don't see, even know the difference. I can see why. It's, fucking boring and complicated um but i can see why they would they wouldn't they're not necessarily withholding it but why it doesn't really concern a member of the public what they're doing with their money because the reason the report it's, it's almost like a general member of the public like because it says it's for the fans like i'm a fan yeah, interested like but, what's happening with this shit but you're not contributing to their organization so they don't deem it relevant to tell you how they spend their money because you're not giving them i'm sure control. it's not a secret like i, can, I mean I'm sure if you asked them, they would give you it. Um, we've got nothing to hide. I'll at the tell end you of the what. Publish in your account. I'll sign off for it, and I'll see what they send me. I'll, 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 I'll buy a membership if it's fucking two quid. I'll put two quid down. Request information. And, and, I'll, and then, I'll email them. Always, say, then by next the podcast, way, we'll fucking discuss that what's shit. What's happened with this money? <laughs> right, exactly. What's happened for this fucking money? And fucking money why hasn't it been added to the front? Right, right. We need, we're running our 50 minutes. We're, uh... Oh, that's, that's far too long already. Okay. So, um... Yes, that's been a good, good, uh, good little chat, boys. Good one. Appreciate it. I'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Wolves have just scored. Wolves have just scored <laughs> in the very Get last in. minute. One okay. one for fucking Burnley, then, eh? However, <laughs> one one. Adama Trier actually scored. All right, now, now. Goodbye. God bless. Later.